Doctor, what is the state of your financial health? In this episode, I'd like to offer you three ways that you can assess and measure and follow your financial health. Well, welcome to the Thriving Doctors podcast. Here you will find tips and tools to help you build true wealth. And it's more than just about the money. It's about achieving the personal and professional and financial rewards that attracted you to a career in medicine. I'm Dr. Vicki Rackner, your host. I call on my experience as a practicing surgeon and two decades of entrepreneurship to help you thrive. When we went to medical school, we learned very specific language to describe the state of our patient's health and illness. When we go to describe financial health, though, the words are kind of poorly defined. So I would like to offer you three different definitions of commonly used words, and I'd like to share with you ways in which you can assess your financial health. So the first way that people describe their financial health is talking about how rich they are. For purposes of our conversation, please consider this working definition of rich. If you can comfortably and reliably meet your monthly expenses to support your desired lifestyle, you are rich. So in other words, being rich is about looking at a moment in time today. Can you meet your monthly expenses? And are you satisfied with the quality of your life? So really there are two different components in being rich. One is a relationship between your income and your spending. You know, a lot of physicians were sort of caught in the COVID pandemic seeing that, yikes, they were living pretty close to the edge once their income got decreased by 10, 15, 30%, they were struggling to meet their monthly expenses. So if you are unhappy because you're wondering, yikes, how am I going to pay my bills this month? You are not rich. It doesn't matter how much you make. Being rich is really about a relationship between your income and your spending. But there's a second subjective component to being rich, and that's the level of satisfaction you have with your existing lifestyle. So if you are fine paying for your monthly bills, but you just feel like there's more, you're just not happy with what you've got, well, similarly, you are not having the experience of being rich. So I just want to point out that there's a difference between looking rich and feeling rich and being rich. So we physicians are very competitive. We tend to look around and see what other doctors are doing. And you might have some jealousy about the physician who looks like he or she has it all. You know, the well-appointed mansion and the luxury cars in the international travel. In fact, I knew a cardiothoracic surgeon who fit just that picture. But you know what? When he died, there was a dirty little secret that was uncovered. He had left his wife and children nothing but debt. 
He was not living his financial truth. He was living a financial lie, the myth of the rich doctor. So there is a natural human tendency to compare what you have with what others have. But I will tell you from my experience in interviewing hundreds and hundreds of doctors about their money stories, that you only reliably know the money story of one person. That's yourself. All right, so looking rich is a high priority for some people. Some people are more worried about feeling rich. And this is an easy one. In order to feel rich, you compare yourself positively to others. When you are not feeling rich, you normally compare yourself poorly with others. So if you want to feel rich, the two best things to do are to express gratitude for what you've got and to give to others. So again, being rich is a snapshot for today. It's about your level of security of being able to meet your monthly expenses for a lifestyle that brings you joy. So there are some people who say, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I have this or that. And if they're feeling like that, you know what? They are not rich. If they have all of the trappings of success, but they're up at three in the morning wondering how they're going to pay their monthly bills, well, that person is not rich either. How strongly do you agree or disagree with the statement, I am rich? So think about a scale from plus five to minus five. So if you're totally feeling rich, you've got a plus five. The second metric by which we can measure financial health is your wealth. And I define wealth as the ability to fund your desired lifestyle once your earned income ends. So the amount of wealth that you have is correlated with the amount of time that you could go without working. So when we think about retirement, you know, we have a portfolio to fund retirement income. Now, physicians are very, very fortunate. We probably earn higher incomes than about 95% of Americans and about 99% of the world population. Yet, we have a very difficult time translating our high earnings into true wealth. And there are a number of reasons that happens, and we'll go into that in another podcast episode. But what I'm here to tell you is that having wealth gives you options. For example, I'm launching yet another entrepreneurial venture, and because of my wealth, I can afford to fund that. Now, even if you are interested in continuing with clinical care, being wealthy, having that financial cushion might allow you to do things like cut back on your hours to prevent burnout or maybe even treat burnout. It offers you the opportunity to explore a passion or invest in legacy work. So 
How wealthy are you? Now, what are the numbers? Well, data shows that about half of physicians feel behind in retirement planning. So they don't know for sure when they're going to be able to give up the practice of clinical medicine. In fact, there are many physicians working into their 60s, 70s, and sometimes even 80s. Now, some do it because they genuinely love doing it. But it's very, very sad when physicians are working at that age, not because they want to, but because they have to. I'd like to offer a third metric to measure your financial health. And that is the extent to which you experience true wealth. Now, true wealth is a condition in which your checking account and your calendar reflect your values and priorities. So it's sort of about the money, but it's really about money in the sense that it buys you freedom. It allows you to do the things that are important for you and to be in control of your life. So normally when we're talking about building financial health, we talk about it in terms of steps. You know, the foundation is being rich. You know, knowing that you can meet your monthly expenses and you're happy with your desired lifestyle. All right, well, what do you do if you're not feeling rich? Well, you've got three basic options. Um, The first is you might decide that you need a higher level of earning. Your income needs to increase. The second way that you might achieve higher levels of the experience of being rich is to downsize, is to reduce your expenses. The third way of doing this is deciding that you are going to be happy with what you've got. Remember a great scene in the movie Wall Street. The Gordon Gecko character was asked, you know, how many yachts do you need? How much is enough? And his response was, it's never enough. So if you feel like that, maybe you want to explore, well, what is sufficient for you? What is enough for you? So in general, you earn your way to being rich and you invest your way to being wealthy. So how are you doing building wealth? One of the big fears that many physicians share is the possibility of outliving your money. So as you look at building wealth, there's always the question, how much is enough? You know, we don't know how much things are going to cost in the future. We don't know how much we'll need to fund our desired lifestyle. We don't know how long we're going to live. So you might want to get some professional help and let them do Monte Carlo kinds of modeling about what would happen if taxes go up, if in, if inflation goes up, so that you can be certain that you will not outlive your money. Now, a lot of doctors think in terms of clinical income funding their current lifestyle 
until they retire. And then somehow they dip into retirement savings to fund their retirement. I invite you to think in terms of cash flow streams. So one source of revenue is your clinical income. But as you build wealth, you can also be purchasing assets that will generate multiple flows of income. So for example, you might invest in real estate. You might make an investment in a business so that over time, you will be able to cut back on your clinical practice when 100% of your income is generated from your income investments. And a lot of people think in terms of building the, the goose that laid the golden eggs instead of just collecting golden eggs. The doctors who build wealth are not necessarily the doctors taking the greatest risk to find that next Microsoft. They're the people who are consistently allocating a percentage of their income on a monthly basis to wealth building. They're saving to purchase these assets that will generate revenue streams. Let me emphasize that I am not a professional financial advisor and my intention is not to give you financial advice. However, think of me as a cultural anthropologist who studied doctors and their relationship with money. I've heard lots of money stories, so I know the kinds of behaviors that separate the thriving physicians from the struggling physicians. Okay, what makes wealth building so hard? Well, we're trying to make plans for an uncertain future. You know, if ultimately you're trying to at least not outlive your money and maybe even creating intergenerational wealth, there are some uncertainties. You know, how long are you going to live? What's it going to cost to fund your desired lifestyle? What's going to happen with inflation and taxation and other kinds of things that can erode your purchasing power? Well, you can go to financial advisors and they can work through different models and try to project how much you will need to be safe. And what I will also tell you is that highly successful physicians are thinking about how they can generate multiple revenue streams. So for most physicians, their revenue, the, the income that supports their existing lifestyle, comes from the practice of clinical medicine. The doctors who build true wealth are saving. They purchase assets that will then generate income. So they're not trying to put away those golden eggs for retirement. Instead, what they're doing is sort of building the goose that lays these golden eggs. And as they purchase more and more of these assets, they can gradually cut back on their clinical income and rely more on investment income. In fact, I've got a good friend whose father was a primary care doctor, very generous. She said he would give the shirt off of his back. And he wound up having to move in with her because he had, in fact, outlived his money. So how about you?
Are you putting your money to work making money? You don't have to wait until you're retired to generate passive revenue. There are many, many physicians who were just quite honestly tired of exchanging their time for money. So there are physicians who have multiple revenue streams. Maybe they're getting passive income from real estate investing. Um, Maybe they've invested in an entrepreneurial venture. So you don't have to wait until you're retired. So how wealthy are you today? How well positioned are you to replace your clinical income with investment income? I would recommend that you don't just try to do this yourself. There are professional financial advisors who can do this modeling for you and let you know whether you're on track to have the kind of income replacement that you would want either for five years from now or throughout your retirement. Now, many, many people know that they shouldn't treat themselves, they shouldn't treat loved ones because emotion clouds our judgment. In a very similar way, it's really great to get input from somebody who's staying in their cerebral cortex, staying in their thinking brains and helping you make considered logical choices about your financial future. Well, what if you're not where you want to be in terms of wealth building? Not to worry. There are many financial therapeutic interventions that you can use to help you get caught up. What's important to know, though, is that you don't want to make impulsive emotional choices because that will just make a bad situation worse usually. This is really the time to take a deep breath, get together with the experts, and create a plan so that you get back on track. You know, would you like to retire at 50? Would you like to move up your retirement plan by five to 10 years? Well, usually what that means is taking more of your earned income and putting that to work, making money, instead of spending it. Let's get back to that third metric by which you can measure your financial health, and that's your ability to achieve true wealth. So in general, you earn your way to being rich, you invest your way to being wealthy, and you think and plan your way to experiencing true wealth. So true wealth is the situation in which you invest your time and your money in ways that completely align with your values. This means different things to different people. For some physicians, it means not spending as much time at work. You know, they say their family is the most important thing, and they want their calendar to reflect that. There are some people who might decide that they want a higher level of income because they want to make a bigger impact and more revenue would allow them to do that. For other doctors, it means making green investments, making sure that they're okay with their investment portfolios. So really the person who develops true wealth, the physician who builds true wealth, 
has often reinvented their relationship with money. They've made peace with money. They understand how they can use money as a tool to make a bigger impact. And this completely aligns with the things that are important in their life and the things that they value. So I invite you to consider how strongly you either agree or disagree with these three statements. I am rich, I am wealthy, and I enjoy true wealth. So again, on a scale of minus five to five, where would you score yourself? Just as there are always things that your patients can do to optimize their health, so too there are things that you can do to optimize your financial health. As with patients, it's usually best to focus on one thing at a time. Where's the best place to start? Well, listen to your intuition. Was there any content that jumped out to you as you listened to this podcast episode? That might be a great place to get started. If you would like some ideas, please feel welcome to go to my Thriving Doctors site and set up a complimentary consultation with me. You can also get information about my books, The Myth of the Rich Doctor, and The Nine Money Mistakes That Doctors Make There. Well, thank you so much for investing your time listening to this podcast episode. Please feel welcome to leave your comments, to leave your ratings below. Please also feel welcome to share this podcast with friends or colleagues who might benefit. I'm here to help physicians thrive, and I appreciate your willingness to help get empowering information into the hands of more doctors. So thanks again. We'll see you next episode.